A good Thursday evening and welcome into Brewers Weekly here on WTMJ. My name's Matt Pauley. Great to have you with us. One more hour of nothing but Milwaukee Brewers talk, and obviously we have a lot to talk about here on the program this evening. And we'll get into all of that coming up in just a few moments, but let's start off the show with a bang as we uh, do welcome in Brewers relief pitcher uh, Jacob Barnes to the program. Jacob, great to talk to you. A lot going on. How are you doing today? Hey, uh, I'm doing well. Yeah, like you said, there's been a lot going on the past hour or two, so it's kind of been uh, interesting to see uh, all the moves that's that's uh, been going on. How do you okay? So Christian Yelich, Lorenzo Kane, reportedly both going to be uh, joining the Brewers. Yelich is confirmed. Kane, we're still waiting on official confirmation on. But as a as a player, how do you find out about this information? Uh, honestly, I I found out through Twitter. Uh, so I mean, I got a couple texts from some buddies, and I, I wasn't too sure what they were talking about. They just all kept saying, "Oh, look at the Brewers making some big moves." And, so I, obviously, once that happened, I kind of realized probably check social media is probably the best option. So I, I hopped on there and I saw the Yellow's news, and obviously that was a, that was a big trade that went down. And then um, soon after, I started getting more texts, and uh, I saw the Kane thing that was uh, you know like you said still pending, I guess, but um, looks like it it might be going through as well. So when as this off season has gone along, I know you're focused on going out and, and, and training and, and coming back and being the best player that you can be. And obviously the team was so successful last year with a group of guys that was mostly coming back. But there were, you know, from a media standpoint, like guys like me, we're talking about, oh, the Brewers can do this and they can do that during the course uh, of the offseason and it had been kind of quiet. Do you care if it's quiet? Were you wondering when that, you know, next shoe is going to drop or are you just solely focused on what you got to get done? Uh, yeah, honestly, for the most part, we kind of just focus on our own thing because we know at the end of the day, if we try to get all into that, you know, trying to predict things, it's never how it seems for us. So we kind of focus on ourselves, and then uh, we kind of let the front office do, you know, their job, which is all the stuff that's been going on. So we early on in your careers, you, you kind of look into it more, um, but then you realize that you never can predict any of these things. So you, you end up just kind of focusing on yourself more and uh, – you let them handle that business. What's this off season been like coming off a year where a you guys really play well, but b you know there was there's a disappointment because you were so close to the postseason and you come up just short. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's been an exciting off season because, like you said, we we obviously played really well, um, and plus we're we're all hungry as far as you know because we just missed it, you know, missing the playoffs by a game or, or so, and so. Just being that close and almost tasting it, but not quite getting there, obviously makes you push yourself a little harder, you know, because you, you don't want that feeling again. So I think I think we were excited to obviously that we came together and, and played well as a team, but we were kind of disappointed that we came a little short. So um, this off season, we all knew what would be big for everyone. So uh, I think we're all pretty determined to kind of make a mark this year. What does your training regimen look like? Um. So normally I wake up, you know, obviously you have breakfast and stuff like that, and then uh, I normally head to the gym pretty soon after that. And uh, I actually train with uh, Brett Phillips down here. We both live probably about 15 minutes away from each other. So him and I normally meet up at the at the same um, facility, which is called Strong 8, and uh, we, we normally train between two or three hours there, depending on, you know, what we have going on. And if we have – he sometimes he has extra hitting going on, and sometimes I have some, you know, pitching drills that I'm doing. So – um, depending on that, we're there for about three or four hours, and then after that, we do some recovery stuff, and then uh, 
the rest of the day we're kind of just doing whatever, hanging out with family or, or friends or whatever. Do you do you want to make Brett Phillips laugh, or do you spend so much time with him you try to avoid <laughs> making him laugh? Um, well, I've, I've gotten to know him pretty well over the past couple of years, so at this point I don't try to do it because normally whenever I'm around them, it's people who haven't really seen it. So normally they're the ones trying to make them laugh. So I just kind of sit back and, and just watch all these people's reactions to you know the first the first second time they see him do it they're just like shocked they just don't believe it's real and so it's, at this point I I don't do it I let everyone else kind of you know try to make them laugh. Brewers on deck coming up on Sunday. This is the opportunity for for players to uh, see fans, and it's kind of the unofficial end of the off season. And really, the you know, it's, pitchers and catchers are reporting seemingly right after on deck. Yeah. Do you look forward to this event? Is this something that's fun for you to do? Oh yeah, for sure. It's uh, it, the fans there. You know, obviously up in Wisconsin are awesome, and um, the the turnout there. You know, the past couple of years that I've gone has been amazing. You know, really friendly, and uh, they they interact with us. You know, which makes it good because no one wants to go out. You know, have it be boring or anything like that. So it's the years that I've experienced. I've loved it, and all the other players have have really enjoyed it as well. So uh, it's something we definitely look forward to. And, and like you said, kind of right after that point, right after we have this uh, fan fest, um, normally that's kind of like the go the go switch because it's only another two weeks until we're you know we're out on the field and. You know, practicing out there in Arizona. When part of what's going to be improved is uh, the defense behind you, and not that the defense wasn't good behind you, but you look at Lorenzo Kane, you look at Christian Yelich, those guys can can really play the outfield well. Is that exciting for you to have even a, a better defensive outfield behind you? Oh yeah, it, it's always exciting, especially as a as a pitcher. You know, you, you you look back and you can you can kind of get a little more comfortable with with uh, throwing your pitch and stuff like that. Because, you know, even if you kind of miss your spot a little bit and, and they're able to kind of hit it fairly hard, that you have someone back there that can that can field and help you out a little bit. So it kind of helps you. and You're not trying to be as fine out there with each pitch because um, you, you know you have a defense that you can rely on uh, every game. All right, final question for Jacob Barnes. I know you don't re- hit uh, unrestricted free agency till 2023, so you still got a, a few years. But have you been watching the money that is going to relief pitchers around baseball this offseason? And I mean, do you, do you salivate? What what is your thought on these cr- contracts that are going to relief pitchers? Um. So yeah, I, I end up seeing, and I, I don't focus like you said because that's that's a couple years down the road. But um, I try not to focus on it too much. But it definitely is something that, as you know, obviously that's my position. So it's something you see that's trending upwards, which obviously is only good news for us. <laughs> So uh, it, it definitely kind of gives 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 us a little smile. You know, we kind of talk about it every now and then, but um, yeah, we, we we try not to focus on it because if you try to if you try to worry about that stuff, it's it's not going to end well. Yeah, I mean, your boy Anthony Swarzak is set for life. Yes, yeah, which is good for him. He's a he's a great guy. Um, he deserves it. He he obviously pitched really really well last year. Um, but yeah, it's it's something. When I saw that deal, you definitely can see that you know. It's going upwards as far as you know the money for relief pitchers. Absolutely. Hey, Jacob, thanks for taking some time. We'll see you uh, at the on deck event on uh, Sunday. And man, we're excited for Brewers baseball this year. Yeah, we're excited to 
be playing this year, and thanks for having me on. You bet. There's Jacob Barnes joining us, uh, Brewers relief pitcher. Appreciate him taking some time with us. As uh, Again, the big news of the day, Christian Yelitz, Lorenzo Kane going to be wearing Brewers uniforms coming up next year. We can take your phone calls. we got a lot to get to. We'll, we'll kind of reset and unofficially uh, really set up the program coming up in just a moment. Let's take a quick break and have more in a moment. This is Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. Brewers Weekly rolling on here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley. Thanks so much for being tuned in. Have you till 9 o'clock talking nothing but Milwaukee Brewers baseball. And what a day to be doing it because it's been I, – I, I don't think I'm overstating things. I do not think I am overstating things when I say today is a huge day in the David Stearns era of Milwaukee Brewers baseball. Like today's the day – where the rebuild's over, right? Isn't the rebuild over? Isn't when you start making trades to win now, you're not rebuilding anymore. That doesn't mean you're not still trying to develop a farm system and cultivate talent and you know, you're just going to throw away all these prospects and everything. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying this isn't a rebuilding team. A rebuilding team doesn't go trade for Christian Yelich. A rebuilding team doesn't go make a move for a veteran outfielder like Lorenzo Cain. These are not moves that rebuilding teams make. So let's just let's drop that term. No longer in a rebuild. I'm saying it. I am announcing it as of 8-18 on, what's the date today? January uh, 25th. This is no longer a rebuilding team. If you want to join the program, you can do so on the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line, 414-799-1620. 414-799-1620. You can also tweet at me if you would like, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. we got a whole bunch of phone calls. People are being patient. Thanks so much. Let's start with Rick in Oakfield. Hey, Rick, you're on WTMJ. Hey, Matt. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. The minute I heard, not a belch, but the minute they signed Lorenzo Kane, and it hasn't been confirmed yet, I have to honestly have to wait for that to be confirmed. It looks, it's it's going to happen. It's it's happening. Okay. Now 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 the second thing, David Stern's already had to trade for a starting pitcher somewhere in his wallet. He's got he's got to have this all set up ready. You want to make these deals without, I still need a starting pitcher. They do. And look, I don't know if it's a trade or if it's free agent signing. There are free well, I, agents out there. I think it won't there. be a trade, but it won't be Archer. And I don't think you'll want to get Lynn or Cobb, because Lynn reminds me too much of the Kyle Roach, Jeff Supon, Randy Wolfe, and Matt Garza. I, I would rather have Cobb than Lynn. I'll, I'll, I'll go with that. I, I think Cobb would actually fit in all right. But who is out there that would be willing to, tra- to trade for that needs outfield help and still up a left or lefty or right at righty starting pitcher that's ready. Yeah, you bet, Rick. I appreciate the phone call. Look, I th- look. this is all very – there's a lot of moving parts right now. So for me to say, well, this team is going to be available and they're going to make this move, I think you focus in on Domingo Santana as the centerpiece of a potential trade for a starting pitcher if that's the route they're going to go. And, look, there's another there's a number of teams out there. I don't expect them to make a move for uh, for Chris Archer. Everything seems like Archer's going to be back. A lot of people have talked about the Cleveland Indians being a, a good fit when you look at, you know, when Santana fitting in their outfield, you know, the whole righty-lefty thing and the uh, the glut of outfielders who bat the same way uh, in Cleveland. But, look, I'm not going to sit here and make predictions. All, all we, 
who would have ever thought that this trade today would go down the way it went down? Uh, this is uh, this is a time to kind of be focusing on what did actually happen, and this is this is a big day for this team. Let's get to uh, Gilbert in St. Francis. Thanks for holding. You're on WTMJ. How's it going, Matt? Good evening. Good. I just wanted to comment on the trade today that I think the Brewers dropped a nuclear bomb on the baseball world getting these players. It seems to me Mark Asanasio and David Stearns have deep pockets. They go all the way down to their ankles. Now, as far as the Brewers being competitive, they're going to be in the playoffs. They're going to be competitive, and they're going to fight to the end. And who, who knows, they might even take over the, uh, the NL Central. I'm a little surprised with because uh, they need pitching help. And I always thought that they would go after C.C. Sebastia, bring him back here. But I think the Brewers should go after Cobb. What do you think? Um, again, I, look, they need they need to bring pitching in. I don't. The, from uh, there were some reports out there that they offered him a low contract, Sabathia. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that didn't uh, that didn't happen. Yes. Um. I look. I I don't know. I can sit here and try to guess. So oh, they're going to go and offer a contract to Alex Cobb, or they're, they're going to go try to you know trade whoever for whoever. I think uh, Gilbert. One thing I can say for sure is the trades today yell, they scream, "We're not done." So at this point, you know the, this team just acquired two really good outfielders. So let's just trust David Stearns that this starting pitching is going to be fine by the time spring training hits. Okay, now what about Nelson with his rehab and coming back? Will you be ready in April? Will you be ready in May? Yeah, I, I think. Uh, yeah, I appreciate the phone call, Gilbert. the uh, The report this past week was that he is ahead of schedule in his uh, rehab. That he is going to uh, that he's already started a throwing program. Initially, the reports were that he was not going to start the throwing program until the start of spring training. So he's starting the throwing program month, month and a half ahead of time. If you try to start doing some timeline manipulation there, if you were talking about him being available at the at the All-Star break based off the throwing program starting at spring training, well, then you move everything back a month and a half. What we're talking mid-May-ish? For him, that seems that seems aggressive. That seems aggressive. I still think uh, Jimmy Nelson. If you have him back at some point in June, I would say thank you. May I have another? And also, let's let's not forget. We don't know if he's going to be Jimmy Nelson of last year when he returns. Four one four seven nine nine one six twenty. Four one four seven nine nine one six twenty. That is the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. We got the phone calls lined up. We'll continue to talk to you about what is a huge day for Milwaukee Brewers baseball. We're back with more in a moment. It's Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. Brewers Weekly continuing here on WTMJ. My name's Matt Pauley. Thanks so much for being tuned in. 414-799-1620 is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. A huge day for the Brewers as they acquire Christian Yelich from the Miami Marlins. They also have signed Lorenzo Cain as a free agent. To get the uh, take on the trade from the other side of things, let's uh, welcome in Tim Healy. He is the Marlins uh, beat writer for the Sun Sentinel newspaper uh, down in South Florida. Tim, thanks so much for taking some time. How are you doing? I'm excellent, thanks. How are you? I'm good. What's the uh, general feeling about how this trade went down from a uh, Marlins point of view? 
The reaction actually has been pretty positive, which hasn't been a very common thing for the Marlins this offseason with all the trades they've made and the players that some say they've given away. But with this Yelich trade, obviously Lewis Brinson is the big get for them, but it's a a quality package of four prospects. And, you know, as they embark on this rebuild, that'll, uh, that's a nice little boost. Absolutely, and the the package of prospects, the number one overall prospect in a good system in Lewis Brinson, plus Monte Harrison, Asan Diaz, and Jordan Yamamoto, that's four prospects that everybody around the Brewers are pretty high on. Now, it's to me, Miami is kind of a, a win-now kind of place. Do, are, can the fans sit through a rebuild? Does something like this make them excited for the future, or is it kind of lost on everybody? I don't think it really, uh, you know, gets any fans' blood pumping, and you know, the season ticket phones probably aren't ringing tonight after this trade. <laughs> uh, that said, the Marlins, you know, attendance-wise, TV-wise, they don't have a lot of people tuning in or showing up uh, at, at the ballpark as it is. So, as far as you know, attendance is concerned or fan interest is concerned, I've always said that'll come. The fans will come when the Marlins are good. And, you know, hopefully, ideally, uh, the Marlins think they're headed down that path, even if, uh, you know, the ticket sale numbers might be a little slim next year. What are the Brewers getting in Christian Yelich? They're getting a very good outfielder. Uh, He's won a gold glove. He probably could have been a gold glove candidate or gold glove finalist again this past year. He's won a silver slugger. Um, what I'll be interested to see in Yelich is that one in a winning environment, which he's never really been a part of. I think that'll bring out the best in him. Two, uh, he hits the ball as hard as Marcelo Zuna, Mark Trumbo, Lucas Duda. He, he's up there in terms of exit velocity, to use one of the more new age uh, modern metrics. But he hits the ball on the ground a lot, and he has been hesitant to change his approach for fear of you know, losing what got him to the majors to begin with. But I think there's a lot more power and a lot more production in there if you can get the ball in the air a little bit more. So I'll be curious to see how the Brewers approach that from a communication and from a coaching standpoint. What do you say to the people out there that say, look, he he put up those numbers batting between Stanton and Ozuna? Uh, Yes, he did have a okay season batting between Stanton and Ozuna, who had monster seasons in 2017. But his best year was 2016, uh, when, frankly, Ozuna missed a lot of the second half, wasn't the same self. Stanton missed a lot of the second half and wasn't his same self. They both dealt with injury issues. So, really, late 2016, the Marlins were kind of bare because of a bunch of injuries, and that was Yelch's best stretch with very, very little protection around him. So, you know, I, I, I see the skepticism, but... I don't totally buy it. Since I got you, just very quickly, last thing for you. The sure. the the ownership and the, the complete <laughs> teardown of this team is is this gonna get turned around or is this is this a ugly as ugly as it looks kind of from, from an outsider's view? Uh it, it's gonna be ugly in terms of on field results in in the, the major league level in two thousand eighteen, two thousand nineteen, probably twenty twenty, I think it'll when it'll start to turn. But the Marlins' idea is basically what the Astros did, what the Cubs did a half-decade, half-decade plus ago, um, which is basically tear it down, get good young players, and then hope it all works out and you win the World Series. Now, that's a lot easier said than done, 
obviously. Only one team wins a World Series each year. Um, but that's kind of what they're going for. They're bringing in some people that specialize in player development, have very good reputations in that field. So it's, it's an experiment, really, and nobody can say with certainty that the Derek Jeter era will be a successful one for the Marlins, but uh, they're going to give it a shot. You can follow Tim on Twitter at Tim B. Healy. That is his Twitter handle. Tim, uh, enjoy watching, especially Lewis Brinson first and these other guys. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch from afar how these people that we've been watching come up through the Brewers system, how they do with probably an accelerated opportunity with the Marlins. They'll certainly have that opportunity in front of them. I'm looking forward to watching. Thanks so much, Tim. Anytime. That is uh, Tim Healy joining us uh, again from the Sun Sentinel newspaper. Let's uh, sneak in one more phone call before we do go to break. We'll uh, go over to uh, Sparky, who is in Madison. Hey, Sparky. Oh, hi, Matt. Thanks for uh, taking my call. I, I just got in the house. So I just heard this briefly, but uh, with uh, Domingo Santana now, uh, uh, would you entertain the thought of trying to rotate four outfielders? Uh, as opposed to maybe trading him because those three guys aren't going to be able to play every day. I know you have Perez that can play in the outfield and Braxton and whatever, but like you said earlier, there's going to be a lot of moving parts. But how does that stand with you insofar as trying to work four outfielders into three positions? Yeah, Spark, I think the guy you're not talking about right now that they really need to find playing time for is Brett Phillips because he's a young prospect who there's excitement about. So that's where you know, there's not really a scenario where you have Braun, Yelich, Kane, Phillips, Santana, Broxton. Like that's six outfielders. You're not, that's you're not going to have a roster with that group. And at some point, you got too many guys. And from my perspective, and I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but from my perspective, the person there who can get you the most back is Domingo Santana. And it's probably a sell high situation right now, based off what he did last year. Which is also why you're asking this question because you like the numbers that he put up last year. I think it just makes the most sense to probably move on from Santana. Okay, sounds good. I appreciate the phone call at 414-799-1620. That's 414-799-1620. The Yankee Net Mortgage Talk and Text Line will continue to break down this move made today. Did the Brewers give up too much? That's another aspect of this as well. And take your phone calls, your text messages, your tweets. We'll do that next. It's Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. Brewers Weekly continues here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley. What a great day. To be sitting here on WTMJ talking nothing but Brewers baseball. If you're just now joining us, have not heard the news of the day. The team acquires a Christian Yelich from the Marlins, uh, a package of prospects going back to Miami, headlined by overall number one prospect Lewis Brinson. And the team has also reportedly acquired uh, Lorenzo Kane, a, a former Brewers uh, organizational player who was part of that uh, Zach Greinke trade, and now he's back. Interestingly enough, couple per, per, uh, individuals from that trade in Jeremy Jeffress and now Kane back with the Brewers, which is kind of fun. Matt is in Watertown, has been incredibly patient waiting to get on the air, and we go to him right now on the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Hey, Matt, welcome to WTMJ. Hey, Matt, thanks for taking my call. Hey, I'm just kind of having some fun with this lineup, but I know that there's been talk about Braun possibly going to first base or willing to be able to try first base. What do you think the chances are of uh, possibly selling high on Eric Thames right now? Because I, for one, would much rather see him go away than Domingo Santana. And secondly, if we do trade Santana, uh, what about possibly packaging him for a second baseman? 
So a couple things there. First off, I'm 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 very curious to see what Thames does in his second full season back in the big leagues. I think this is I think he's ripe for a major improvement year, and I hope where the improvement comes from is less strikeouts. That's the issue with Thames. The other part of him though is he is he's flat out cheap. He's going to be making five million this year, six million dollars next year. So you can look with that contract. You can trade Thames at any moment, and he's got enough power that you you can trade him, and you'll find a buyer. And, and you can you know if you want to try to move Braun to first, you can. I think the Braun to first thing. Well, I'm not I, I'm not convinced it's not going to happen. I think they may try to move Shaw to first and find a new third baseman uh, before they would do that with uh, before they would do that with Braun. Just my opinion. Maybe Maybe things change moving forward, especially bronze legs. If something doesn't work out well, uh, what was this, your, your second part? Oh, the, uh, trading Santana for a second baseman. They need a second baseman, Matt. I'd rather if it's a question between acquiring a pitcher for Santana or acquiring a second baseman. I'm I'm more comfortable going into a season with a platoon of VR and Sogard at second base as opposed to going into the season with the starting rotation sitting as it is right now. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I know they've had uh, had shown some interest in Josh Harrison from Pittsburgh, um, but yeah, I, I agree. I, I'd rather see another frontline starter, or at least a better starter than what we've got right now. Yeah, absolutely, Matt. Appreciate the phone call at four one four seven nine nine one six twenty four one four seven nine nine one six twenty. That is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Let's go to Eli in West Bend. Hey, Eli, you're on WTMJ. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Um, I kind of agree with Matt um, on the last call, looking to move Eric Thames. Um, Trading Domingo Santana right now is going to be our best bet since his trade value is at an all-time high, and I just don't see him having a place in our outfield. Um, So if we possibly trade Thames and look into moving Braun to first, that can open up a spot in the outfield for either Broxton or Phillips. And personally, I like Phillips out there more. Um, and then you can look into trading for a solid starting pitcher at the top of our rotation by moving Santana and possibly Thames for one of those top line starters. So you you're not saying move Thames to keep Santana. You're saying move Thames and Santana to open up the door for Brett Phillips. Correct. Okay. And look, I'm pretty high on Brett Phillips. So before these moves were made today, uh, I was of the belief that the Brewers' best move would have been to move Santana to open up the door for both Brinson and Phillips. And I don't think that was ever going to happen, but that's kind of what I was thinking they, they should do this upcoming year. So they got to find playing time for Phillips. You got a prospect, you got a guy who's still developing. You can develop guys at the big league level. But uh, Eli, you're right in the sense that they do need to find time for Phillips. I don't know if they do that by trading Thames. And again, the Braun to first thing, I don't think we're to that point quite yet. Uh, but the, to, you know, the, the the bottom line on your point is they got to find a way to get Phillips out there. Yeah, he brings a bunch of energy. Um, just looking at him play last year, he brings that energy to a lineup where you want him in there every day that he can. But with Santana and Braun both on the roster, I just don't see how there's going to be any way we can fit him in there. Um, so if we want to keep Santana there's no way Phillips is going to be around. He's going to be the one package for a starter. Uh, I, you're probably right, and I appreciate the phone call. I, I think they keep Brett Phillips. I don't think they keep Domingo Santana as this thing moves forward. Here's the one other thing. If I'm two years ago when Ryan Braun had a really good year, 
they were really liberal with his days off. And he was coming off back surgery, and that was why. And he, he put up great numbers. And last year when the season got started, he was playing darn near every day. And what do you know, he ends up not really making it through uh, the entire course of the season. So I would, you know, you, Phillips is going to get his moments because if I'm Craig Council, I don't play Ryan Braun more than five days a week. I do not start Braun more than five games per week. And I know that's going to make people go crazy because, oh, we're paying them this money, yada, yada, yada. I keep them healthy by really limited. And when you have when you have an off day, you don't play him in either in front of or behind that off day to get him back-to-back days off. So there is that situation with Braun, and I think limiting the number of games he plays next uh, next year, that's going to open up the door for someone like Brett Phillips to play. 414-799-1620, 414-799-1620, the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. We'll take another break, continue to talk to you about this trade today. We'll do that next. It's uh, Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. Brewers Weekly continues here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley as we continue to follow the big story of the day. Christian Yelich acquired from the Marlins to the Brewers in exchange for Lewis Brinson in a package of prospects. And Lorenzo Cain signed as a free agent. If you want to talk about it, you can call, you can text the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line, 414-799-1620, or tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Aaron from Wausau texts in and says, I wouldn't be surprised if the Brewers trade for a pitcher that's totally off the radar. Stearns has proven he's quiet in his negotiations. 100% agree. And if you've been listening to the show, and I hope I don't come off as being either rude or dismissive to callers, but we had callers earlier on the program basically asking me to predict what pitcher they're going to go get. And I didn't really want to engage with that because, A, I don't know. And that's the most important thing. I'm never going to tell you something that I don't know. Uh, but secondly, I think there's just such a a wide open grouping of, of space that you, you could walk into and there's people there that you can go acquire that we're not even talking about. So, Aaron, you're 100% spot on, and I would not be shocked by almost any move that the Brewers make for a pitcher outside of, like, they're not going to acquire Clayton Kershaw, they're not going to acquire Madison Bumgarner, they're they're, they're not going to go get those guys. But they could, you know, especially now that Domingo Santana, who is you know, a guy who put up really, really good numbers uh, this past year. I mean, you look at the numbers that Santana put up, and you you're trading a major league ready outfielder who and it wasn't just kind of a one hit wonder because he did come up with prospect status and then he really hit this past year with the 30 home runs, 80 R, uh, 85 RBIs and you know slugging 505, OPS 875, all good numbers. You've got that trading chip now. I absolutely think you can turn that into something that nobody is talking about. Chris is in Greenfield and has given us a call. Chris, you're on WTMJ. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me on. You bet. Uh, yeah, I wanted to talk about the Yelich trade and the amount of prospects that we gave up for him. Uh, a little disappointed there. I think Yelich is an absolute phenomenal player. We're lucky to have him. However, with Miami being in such a fire sale, uh, it seems like they're getting quite the value here. Uh, none of their other trades coming to this point have really hit that. Uh, so I really would have liked to have seen them get one more player like uh, Castro or Real Muto or Dan Straley. I think really would have kind of helped even that out uh, in the long run. Yeah, Chris, I think there's two things there. First off, you're right that 
you know, they're in a fire sale in all likelihood they were gonna trade Yelich. But also when they when they got rid of Stanton and Ozuna, the the word at that point was they wanted to build around Yelich. So they weren't I don't think they were overly motivated. What motivated them was the fact that the agents is out there saying, Oh, this relationship is irreparably damaged. The other difference is you were you were acquiring the contract. That was a big part of this. It's five years. There's like forty five million dollars left on the contract or something like that, um, and it's it's so cheap. You're never going to be paying him more than fourteen million dollars in a single season to go get a team friendly contract like that. Man, that takes a lot to get. And I agree with you. This, I I I hope for the Brewers' sake that four years from now you're not looking at this deal, seeing you know Lewis Brinson and Hassan Diaz. Going out there and putting up, you know, MVP kind of numbers. I think that's more true for Brinson than Diaz, and nothing against Harrison or Yamamoto either. I was probably most high of this group on on Brinson and Diaz. Uh, but at the other side, you, when you want to win, and if you're in a win now kind of situation, which the Brewers evidently are saying they are, you know, it takes it takes something to go acquire guys, and that's what they just did. Well, well, more question for you then. Uh, do you think that we're done trading with Miami, or do you think that there could be a, a secondary deal? I would say with Miami, they're probably done. I, I don't think they're going to go. You know, there's Real Muto's the, the last guy who's really there. Who I think they're they're very motivated to trade because he's been vocal about not wanting to be there through uh, the rebuild. And there's some other veteran guys you you made reference to that maybe get moved. But if there was more moves to be made with the Marlins, I feel like it would have been one big move right here. Right on. So, right on. Well, thank you so much. You bet, Chris. Thanks for uh, giving us a call. We appreciate it. 414-799-1620. 414-799-1620 is the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Let's grab one more phone call this uh, this break, Bill, or this segment, I should say. Bill's in Chicago. Hey, Bill. You're on WTMJ. Bill. Oh, hi. Sorry. No problem. You're on the air. Go uh, ahead. Yeah, my, my comment was just that I really love the Yelich move. I I mean that's that's a no-brainer. I mean you're going to have a perennial all-star on your hands right there. But I'm not sold on the Kane move. I know he came up with with Milwaukee and everything, but you might have the best center fielder in baseball on your team already. And if you let him loose, he's going to steal 50 bases, and then you got a 30-30 guy in the corner who I wouldn't trade. I mean your left fielder's brittle. He's always hurt, um, but he's got a big contract. And from what I keep reading and hearing, nobody really wants him. So, I don't know, it's just, it's just my feeling uh, on the trade. I wish Milwaukee would have come up and, and gotten a nice pitcher in, in the deal instead of wasting the $80 million, or maybe not wasting, but spending the $80 million on Kane. Yeah, you know, look, Kane last year played in 155 games, 300 average, 15 home runs, 49 RBIs, 26 of 28 in stolen bases. Oh, no, 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 don't get me wrong. I don't think, I think Kane's a good, he's, he was the best player on that team maybe except for the Moose hitting all those home runs. But, I don't know, you've got, you had such a, you have such a strength there and now you've got what? You've got, you've got six guys that could start any day almost on any team. Yeah, and I think, Bill, the important thing is, you know, this is probably a conversation that we should be having in three weeks to a month to see, you know, right as they get to uh, spring training underway, 
to really see what they end up doing. Oh, yeah. And if you know if they're able to go, you know, they're the the money for Kane. Yeah, it's twenty million over five years. But let's be honest, sixteen, seventeen million dollars a year these days in baseball—that's not a lot of money. Um, no, so, it's 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 really not. Yeah. So I mean, we're gonna hit. Yeah, I'm a you know I'm a I'm a Brewer fan living in Chicago. It's kind of tough. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, we are going to hit the snot out of the ball. I'm just worried about how we're going to pitch. Yeah, I think I think they've got another move up their sleeve, and I think we just need to wait on that. Well, I'm hoping so because I got a lot of evening up to do out here. All right, sounds good. Thanks, Bill. Four one four seven nine nine one six twenty. The Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. One more break. We'll come back and wrap up what's just been a blast of a show to do. This is Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. Starting wrap up. This has just been a fun show. This has been a fun show. I've been out for a while. I got some uh, play-by-play stuff that uh, I do. I'm the voice of Green Bay women's basketball, so that is why I've been missing some uh, games because in the Horizon League, they play on Thursdays and Saturdays a lot in league play, but this week they're playing on a Friday, so I'm here, and the baseball gods just... They were shining their light on WTMJ and on me because I'm hosting this show today on what's been just a really fun day for the Brewers, going out, trading for Christian Yelich, and also signing Lorenzo Kane. Let's get to a text from uh, Todd and Sheboygan. This is a fun text. I like this. This is how we're going to wrap up the show. Any chance the Brewers go seriously all in and trade for a pitcher and sign Darvish and Neil Walker? Almost seems like they're uh, heading towards uh, shoving all their chips to the middle of the table and taking a three- to five-year run at this. So let's just recap what is in this uh, text. Trade for a pitcher, sign a pitcher, Darvish, and sign Neil Walker. Todd, I love you, man. Great idea, like fun idea, but no. Uh, They're either going to sign Darvish or another free agent pitcher or trade for a pitcher. I don't. I don't think they're going to sign and trade for a get two top two, top three rotation kind of guys. I just there's just it, the numbers don't work at some point. Now the Neil Walker thing is interesting. I was just talking to Ashton about this. There's been nothing on Walker, and I I don't really think there's a scenario where Neil Walker, Jonathan VR, and Eric Sogard can all be on a Brewers 25-man roster, the way the roster is coming together. So if somehow you do revisit Walker, that probably means you're moving on from either VR or Sogard. And it's probably Sogard uh, because I think the organization is still a little higher on Jonathan VR. But if you get to March 15th and Neil Walker still hasn't signed with anybody... Don't you have to go revisit that? I think you do. And there's just, I mean, it, the, the old term is when there's smoke, there's fire. Man, there is, there's no smoke right now on Neil Walker. So what ends up happening with him? He, he just yells at this point that he's going to be an after spring training getting started signee, and we'll just see where that ends up. All right, this has been a great show, a fun show. Keep it here on WTMJ. We will talk to you. Uh, I'll be with Greg Matzik for Brewers on Deck Live. That's coming up on uh, Sunday from noon to 2 at Brewers on Deck. It's going to be great. We'll talk to you again soon here on WTMJ.